Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is one-year results of the variation of orthokeratology lens treatment zone, VOLT study, a prospective randomized clinical trial. And now I'd like to introduce our host, Dr. Dave Kading, and our lead topical editor, Dr. Andrew Pucker. Without further ado, let's bring in our experts. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're in for a treat with uh, Dr. Andrew Pucker, who is an assistant professor at uh, the University uh, at Alabama. And he is uh, a, 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 real, uh, a real expert when it comes to things with myopia and orthokeratology. And I'd like for him to review for us a publication that I found really, really valuable, but I wanted his insights on, and that's called the one-year results of the variation of orthokeratology lens treatment zone study, or VOLTS. This is a prospective randomized clinical trial. Uh, Dr. Pucker, tell us a little bit about this publication. I found it fascinating. I'm sure you did as well. And uh, we'll get into the to the weeds here in a moment. Give us an overview, a 10,000 foot view of this publication. I'm always skimming the literature to try to find new cool things to add to my myopia control regimen. And one particular thing that I'm always interested in orthokeratology. And over the last year or so, there's been talk about if you change the treatment zone in lens, so you make the back optic zone smaller, so going from kind of the standard, which is six millimeters to five millimeters, you may be getting into the part of the lens that reduces peripheral hyperopic to focus sooner. So if you have a patient with a small pupil, you're more likely to get that treatment effect you like. So essentially you're maybe making it you know, a little more effective and we, we don't really know if it's effective. And this is one of the first papers that I think is kind of getting to that answer. Yeah, well, it's been hypothesized for a long time and several people are just like, well, this is the way we do it. I think that's kind of how it happens is clinical practice. You experience this, you think this, and then, you know, it, we leave it up to you scientists to, to really prove it. And, uh, and I think they did a, a great job. Was there anything about the, the study design or how they did this study that kind of stuck out to you that you thought, well, that was kind of clever? So to the best of my knowledge, this is the first longitudinal treatment evaluation of this question. So the VOLT study is actually a two-year study, and this is the first year results. And what they did is they roughly randomized 30 patients to the five millimeter treatment zone and 30 to the six millimeter treatment zone. And they followed them for a year and they found some really cool stuff. So they found that with the five millimeter treatment zone, they actually had a greater reduction in axial length progression over that year, though most of the treatment effect came in that first six months. And while there was no true control group in this study, they, control, they compared it to the Romeo study. And when they did that, which is from the same lab, when they did that, they had an 89% reduction in uh, axial length progression in the five millimeter treatment zone. So that that's about as good as any study I've seen with slowing axial length progression. 89%. Yeah, that's, that's just amazing. Like, like our goal is around 50%, and this is getting close to 100%. And there's a caveat, you know, there's no true, no treatment control. But if you're going to, you know, 
compared to a you know, historical control, I think it's okay. And actually it's probably, I think what's going to happen going forward, because we know that myopia management works and we can't keep withholding treatment from patients in these studies. So I think there's going to be a lot more of this sort of thing going forward. Yeah. So when we're fitting somebody with a smaller, uh, you know, a smaller treatment zone, um, is it, is it trickier? You know, is there any troubleshooting suggestions or how to, how to make that? I'd imagine that if you get a larger treatment zone, you can be a little sloppier with your fit to get good vision. But when you go to a smaller treatment zone, what, any suggestions or thoughts? That was actually a really good aspect of this study. So they found that for the most part, it was fairly easy to uh, get both to work. There was virtually no side effects. You know, there's maybe a little more glare because there's a smaller treatment zone. You know, you just have a little less flat cornea, though they did find that uh, I think it was four or five subjects in this study weren't able to adapt to this smaller treatment zone and they weren't able to proceed with the study. But they were trying to do their due diligence and they refit them in the six millimeter and they were successful then. So maybe a kind of a take home point is that if you want to try this smaller treatment zone, you can go for it, but if they're not successful, just go back to your, your old standard and they'll probably do almost as well. Yeah. Maybe not as high of a percentage of reduction, but uh, you know, we'll have to kind of wait and see, but it seems as if uh, that smaller treatment zone is better. You know, Andrew, I, I want to mention this to you and get your perspective on it. You know, a lot of times when we're doing these myopia management studies, uh, historically, we've just done the study and then seen what the results is. But in clinical practice, if something isn't working as well as we want to, we change it. And so I think that there's an aspect of this for us as clinicians that we can learn from this study is if we've been doing myopia management for a long time, maybe there's something we could do to be even more effective. Would that be your takeaway as well? Yeah, I totally agree. If you have a person who's in a six millimeter back optic zone lens, you could potentially just switch them to a five and they probably will do just as well. Their cornea has already been reshaped maybe for a year or two or three years. And I don't think that it would be that hard to transition them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, excellent. I think this is a, a really cool paper. It shows us some great longitudinal results and uh, we'll look forward to the two-year result when it comes out and uh, we'll have you back to talk about the two-year <laughs> results on the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Pucker, and uh, we really appreciate your perspectives and thank you for joining us for this episode. We'll see you next time. Thank you for having me. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.